science. No doubt there's power deep within. Hi, beauties. Welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project with your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy, and we're so happy to have you part of the conversation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project. Today, I'm chatting with Allison Walton. Allison has been a fashion model for over 25 years after making a deal with her parents to hold off college for one year to give modeling a shot. And here she is. Between modeling jobs, she has collaborated with her artist husband on critically acclaimed visual art shows, published a children's book, and continues to work on visual and literary pursuits. Allison is also a dear friend of mine. We met ages ago at Ford Models, where we were both repped at the time in New York City. So today we are going to dive a lot into the modeling world, but we have a bunch of other juicy stuff we're going to talk about that I'm very excited about. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. honored. I'm so excited. If I'm gonna talk I feel like... Anybody. I feel like I can open up with you. Yeah, it's going to be a good chat. So we're going to start how I start every show with my first question, which is how you would define beauty. Gosh, that's a big word, isn't it? Yeah, because it blankets so much. I mean, it's the inside, it's the outside, but I feel like it's you owning who you are, you know, it's yeah try you know to know who you are know know what you give back in this in this life and and owning mm. it and I feel like that that confidence is part of beauty yes you know and the beautiful thing is we're all different thank god we all look different we all behave differently you yeah. know I love that you just said it's what we give back life is a lot more fun when you interact with others you know and you think yeah. about other things and other people, yes. you know, cause it's, we, we all try. And I know we, we can be selfish, you know, but I think life is a lot more interesting when you engage, you know? Yeah. I always, um, have this thought that when you get too focused on what you look like or how much you weigh or, you know, to just start go volunteer, ask a friend if they need help, how they're doing, like, just stop focusing on yourself, give back. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if you focus too much on yourself like that all the time, it's just, you can become neurotic. You can't, you're putting way too much emphasis on things that don't hold that much weight, you know? And, you know, for example, a friend of mine had a hard time this weekend and, and uh, her husband told me about it. And I just said, I just want to reach out with her. And I asked her, you know, Hey, do you want to, do you want to go walk with the dogs? You know, do you want to come over and have a glass of wine or, you know, yeah. and I feel like if you just pay attention to other people and you're available for other people, then it, it gives back to you. You know, there's, yeah, there's this flow, this reciprocity that, you know, mm-hmm. life is, a, I think, a lot easier when you investigate that flow. When you pay attention to other people, it's such a, it's being thoughtful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it teaches you to be more present, slow down a little bit, you know? Okay. So I want to start off by just you telling us how you became a model. Like what was your journey? What was the pull to want to try that out? Because you, like I said in, the, in your introduction, you basically said to your parents, "Give me one year," and like here we are, like twenty five yeah. plus years later, and you've never stopped, you know, and you've been very yeah. successful. Well, it's it's a really it's kind of a funny story because um, speaking of confidence, I had the opposite problem <laughs> whenever I was fourteen, and I had a a, a, a boy break up with me in high school. Oh, my, you know, my first like high school relationship and my mom just saw how devastated I was. So she enrolled me in a modeling school in Fort Worth, which was like a half hour commute from my small town. 
So once, once a week on Wednesday nights, she would drive me up to TCU campus and I would do like a two or three hour modeling school. And she wanted to do it to give me confidence. Confidence. Uh-huh. And that was kind of the point. And so the last week, the, the person that was running this modeling school invited this man named Peter Sklar, and he was an acting coach from New York. And so Peter, I don't know, we, we performed a monologue, or I don't know what, but he, he plucked me out and he said, listen, I want you to come to my acting camp upstate New York. So I went, my sister and I both went actually, because I wow. think my sister has better chops than I do with acting, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she and I went up there. We went upstate for like two weeks. We went down to New York City, performed a, a monologue in John Houseman Theater, which is a theater on Broadway, you know. So cool. And in front of agents and, you know, scouts. And we got signed and they basically wanted us to move to New York City. But my father put the uh-uh on that. So we came, I came back and I had a, an acting agent in a high school, all throughout high school in Dallas. So it kind of one thing led to another with acting. Paige Parks saw my a photograph and just kind of went from there. And she, you know, she's a, a, a modeling agent in Dallas. Yeah, so yeah. That was it. So then the, your parents wanted you to go to college, but you said, yeah, let me, I mean, let me give this a go. Yeah. And it's funny because that's, that was their out in life. Um, that was their way to get out of an even smaller town that they grew up in, you know, uh, it was college, that degree. Yeah, and yeah. so it was really hard to get past that. Wait a minute. There's other ways of life, you know, uh, choices what, that you can make. What was the appeal for you? What was the pull? That's what I'm curious yeah. about. Well, you know, I remember in high school, I would beg my mom if I could test out of high school early. Cause I was ready to go. I fell in love with New York city. I thought, travel I just want to graduate early and go yeah yeah probably being in New York City but um Paige Parks got me a two-day gig in Miami Beach with the Germans and that's when you know Miami Beach was just I mean it was just flawed love me some Germans love me some Germans in Miami (laughs) yeah you you think you're gonna you'll definitely learn a thing or two about modeling you work for the Germans. They know what I worked for so many Germans in the beginning. Like that was it. But they it, will they teach you big time. I big remember time. Total like side story, but I remember doing yeah. my first little like uh covers try. And I was a baby. I had it was probably like my second or third job. I just moved to Miami to start and I was not moving. The photographer, he was German tied some sort of scarf around his waist and mine and like pulled me around. And I can tell you that after that shoot, I moved. Uh, <laughs> I see, like, that's, okay. that's like, that sounds like what parents do when they put their kids on leashes or something like Come with me. <laughs> it was so Crazy weird. Man. And I felt so <laughs> awkward, but I was so grateful because he taught me because he was like, that's I see something story. in you and you just need to move. And I'm like, okay. You know what? And, and see, it's funny because I think I moved I, and I had, the, I've never heard a story like that. That's pretty amazing, by the That's way. pretty funny. <laughs> and I was and a I think, dancer, but I was so right. shy, you know? Right. He's like, see, I know I you I had the opposite it. problem. I was so hyper that it was more about, I had to learn to like be more refined and like hone in and pay attention. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think made me excited about modeling was after that two day gig in Miami. I was like, oh my gosh, I just made enough money to pay for like a semester of college. Mm. It was just shocking. And then I had so much fun. I was like, I'm in Miami Beach instead of my apartment waiting to go to college. Like, so, you know. Yeah. So the life experience, the travel, the money you could make. I love that. Okay. So talking about money, I feel like you are by far one of the smartest business-minded ladies I've met in the industry. I don't know if you know that. I really do. Like, I really think she did it. She did it right. Like there's so many girls that made so much money, but they probably can't show for it, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. and we also like, we don't get the 401ks, retirement, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. We don't Mm -hmm. get taught that in school, which I totally Mm -hmm. think needs to be taught in school. 
-hmm. But where do you feel like you got your work ethic or you got that education to say, you know what, I'm making good money, but I need to stay grounded and I need to save. Like, where did that come from for you? Well, and it's it's something I'm eternally grateful for to my mom because mm. when I made this deal with my folks and they're basically like, okay, if you're not going to go to college, then you're on your own. So I, my mom set me uh, up a checking account. She set me up health insurance. That's for paying for it. I had my checking account. Um, she set me up a 401k, a SEP account, retirement account with an accountant in my hometown. So I started doing all these things immediately. Awesome. And, you know, obviously with those choices, time's on your side. If you start saving immediately, I mean, it just, so I had goals and I knew if you're self-employed, you know, every time you got a check, you got to save for your taxes, you got to save for retirement and then go have some fun. But how did you rest, know yeah. that? How'd you know that though? Because she taught me, she's like, your okay, mom. you're self-employed. You're self-employed. You got to save for taxes. Nobody be saving that money for you. Go mom. Um, I know. And, Go you know, mom. just set me up with those kind of core things that get you going. And it made me realize at 18, you know, you're, you start making pretty decent money. You're like, I can do this life on my own. I can, this world is meant for people to grow, you know, at 18, grow up, go out there and make your own way, you know? Yeah. It's, life is available to you, you know? You, you know what I love about this is we're talking obviously like your career as a model, but I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs these days. They're starting to even say that college might not exist in I don't know how many years, but it's those basic things to know yes. that are so important for them to be successful long term. Yes. Well, and you know, I think um after what recession was it that happened, I don't know, 10 years ago, that people, companies realized they didn't have to pay employees full-time. They could just hire people part-time. So hence that, that drive, I think, for more people to become entrepreneurs, to be, mm. you know, there are more self-employed people than there were 10, 15 years ago, you know? So, it's more fun too. Yeah. <laughs> if you can do it, you know, I think so. Yeah. You have to have the discipline. You definitely have to have discipline. You oh, know. girl, you do. Right. Yes. I feel like yeah. a lot of the hard work for models. Yes. It's on set, but it's a lot when we're not on set. Yeah. You know, and it could go back to that false belief of people thinking like she just rolls out of bed and looks fabulous and has to do nothing. So yeah. What, what do you, what do you do to keep yourself looking good body skin wise? Give us some of your like inside tips. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was like you where we were both athletic growing up. So I think that yeah. definitely helps, you know, uh, for longevity to, to lean on, to err on the side of health instead of, you know, maybe cigarettes and not eating, you know, yeah. much. So luckily, although I, was, I did I, try that. Yeah, well, fair enough. I mean, where I am now <laughs> was not where I was when I was 18, for sure. You know, we go through those yeah. struggles, right? I mean, and I mean, think about it from 18 to 23 years old, your body's still changing, you know? Totally. <laughs> so, yes. got that to deal with too. Yeah. You know, you're still growing. You yes. Know? I remember I didn't feel like I settled into my body till I was probably 23 ish, you know? Same, same. Right? Yes. So no boobs. Like they came right. later. Right. So, um, I feel like just having, uh, enjoying exercise, trying to do, do something, just be active somehow, you know, three or four days a week, just something. And, um, I think sleep, I love to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in quality of time when you're awake not quantity. You know, I feel like yeah. I love some eight or nine hours of sleep because when I'm awake, I'm awake, you know, same. Right. Sleep is a huge underrated. I mean, I feel like people definitely talk about sleep and water, but yeah. sleep for mental, physical skin, everything yeah. is just, yep. it's wonderful. Yep. I had a dermatologist tell me that once, like a couple of years ago. And I said, well, you know what, if 
is was a, someone I was going to that was new. And I said, well, what would you suggest that's really optimum for your skin? I meant like products. Yeah. Because really, um, it's how you take care of yourself. You know, yeah. sleep, eat, water. And I was like, okay, that age old story. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not easy. You know, it's not always easy because that takes discipline. You know, it's much easier to pop a pill or smoke a cigarette. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so. So would you say sleep, water, staying yes. active? Yes. And having good- fun. I mean, you know, you can, you can take care of yourself to the optimum, to the maximum. But I think um, there's like, this is your soul, you know, this is mm. life. And that to me is where that beauty that comes out, you know, and yeah. try to find, find things that make you happy that you enjoy to do, whether it's gardening, cooking, uh, windsurfing, I don't know, you know, because yes. I feel like that's where you feel alive, you know? Yes. That's funny. Cause that was my next question for you is, um, modeling, although it's hard work, it can be a bit mindless on sets. Sure. I feel like we have some great conversations on set, which I think is just like gems, you know, but you are such a creative and intellect. I feel like you're always keeping yourself busy in those ways. Have you always done that? Or is it something you mindfully practice to kind of keep yourself alive? You know, well, I think maybe part of that, when I was younger, I I just struggled for a couple of years about feeling guilt for not going to college or, mm. you know, should I be in college? Should I be do- so I, I took correspondence courses from the university of Texas and I would, you know, I would hire somebody to proctor my exams in New York and I'd go there and take my finals and all this. And then I thought, Allison, you know, listen, there's validity in what you do. And you can, if I wanted to model full-time, I couldn't be going to school full-time. So it's like, you have to pick what you're, you know, What's your path? And it, it, that was how 100%. it was for me. 100%, you know, especially back then. Especially back then, you know, mm. the industry was, it was, um, there were less people in it. And so when you were, you know, yes. you were being called a lot. I mean, that's why you lived, or that's why I lived in New York City. You know, I wanted yeah. to work, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I was, and plus, there we go. Let's transition to New York City. I mean, I love that place. I mean, it's definitely oh. very, very different than it was oh. in the early nineties when I lived there, but that city, there is not a shortage of things to do, to see, to learn. And yes, I ate it up. I ate it up for every year that I lived there. You know, yes. um, there's no excuse to not go take a cooking class, to, to go to the 92 Y and listen to a lecture, to go to a museum, to go, you know, there's stuff everywhere, yes. everywhere. Yes. So if you have that, I have that innate curiosity about other people, other cultures, other, and maybe that's part of staying stimulated in my brain too. I felt like I was learning in those respects, you know, you're curious, you're curious yeah. about life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like staying curious and always wanting to learn keeps us young and keeps us, Absolutely. keeps us alive, you know? Absolutely. Right. It's funny because I um, recently moved to the Burbs and I miss that. Although at the moment, New York City isn't our New York City because of COVID, but it's like I miss that just walking around and just looking at like the cute little cupcakes in the window or someone's amazing Mm -hmm. boots. It's just constant art. Everything is so inspiring. Well, and you know what, what's also great about, you're right, it's the stimuli everywhere, but what also is great about New York City is that we're pedestrians this close to each other. So there's, Mm. I mean, there's also crazy things that can happen, but there's also beautiful, beautiful interactions you can have when you're sitting on the subway with somebody, you know, or just stand on the street corner or and I, that's what I loved about New York City too. And walking, I mean, walk for miles and miles and miles. You know, it's just, oh, yes. there's so many good things about being in constant contact with people. That's people so need people. True. It's so We're true. social creatures. I feel like one of the things about the city is you can sort of be anonymous in a way. Like, I feel like I had neighbors 
in these apartment buildings that I never knew. But at the same time, I love your interaction story just now because it's so true. You always had, and I think that's why you never kind of felt so lonely in the city. You could just walk outside and be like, I'm good. Even if I didn't see like a friend for three days, you know? I agree. That was my Mm -hmm. response to it too. And it's funny because you said anonymous, but, and it's funny. My husband has said that to me too. When I first met him, he's like, you know, this is interesting, the city, because you can really be anonymous here. And I never thought of it that way because I was so happy to, um, I felt like growing up in a small town my entire life, you know, I had to fit in a certain way and be a certain way because, I mean, people know your business, you know, but I felt like I could kind of be more myself, ironically, in New York City. I felt freer. Yes. And also accepted and not judged. Maybe that's why, because. 100%. So that's what I loved about New York City is that you, you can literally break free and be yourself, you know, yes. in my opinion. Ugh. Agree a hundred percent. I already missed that. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the most beautiful things about New York city is I feel like no one judges you. No one. I mean, I'm right. sure people do, but like, yeah, but it's very, everyone's accepted. Everyone, I, I the homeless so person to the billionaire to the person that's naked with their guitar to, yeah. you know, like, we're all just like, that's cool. That's awesome. And I think if, you go, if humans you were honest, you. yeah, if humans were honest, they, most people want to be accepted, you know? Yes. We all want to be, it accepted. feels better to be accepted than not, you know? So, well, that, and that's why if you move to a place that doesn't have all the differences, you start to fit into the box right? and, and maybe lose yourself a little bit. Yeah. Gotta really like, when you're not like a box kind of girl, you know, <laughs> you're not like, <laughs> we are so yeah, not box please. girls. Uh-uh. 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 Okay. I want to go back to the modeling world for a little bit. A lot of models that I know, not everyone, but a few have dealt with image issues. Some even having, you know, serious eating disorders. Have you ever struggled with any of that? And I would love to know like, why or why not? Cause I think I know the answer to this, but Huh. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I feel like, well, what happened to me early again, that whole 18 to 23 year old time starting out. Cause I started out when I was 17, 18. And, um, what happened to me was I had a kidney, uh, that became infected and I had no idea. And it was, I was getting sick for years. It was yeah. started in high school. And so by the time I was 18 or 19, I was really sick and didn't know it. And so my skin was starting to break out and I was just like, something's off. My nails were getting a little rigidy and, and I thought, what is going on here? And, um, and my back was killing me. So my mom said, why don't you go to an acupuncturist? I had an acupuncturist. I was like, what's that? I didn't know what an acupuncturist was, you know? And there was one at my gym though. And I found this guy and I laid down on the table. I said, my back is killing me right here. And he pressed my back and he goes, you know what? You need to get off of my table. There's something wrong with your, an organ. And I was like, what are you talking Mm -hmm. about? You can't just put some needles in me, you know? But anyway, I found out that basically my kidney was atrophying and they had, I know it was a whole, it took about a year to go through all this, but after they completely removed it, I was like, I am a new person. And, and I didn't struggle with, with like, I was retaining water. I didn't struggle with the, those problems anymore. So I think that's probably another reason why at 23, I felt like, okay, this is me, you know? Do you, do you feel like it almost made you just so grateful for your body that you didn't go to that place of shaming it or trying to make it something that it was, oh, I love that. I tell you what, and I have a, to this day, I have a 12 inch scar mm-hmm. and, um, I am so proud of it because for years in the beginning, it reminded me of just being alive Ugh. cause it could have, cause it could have died, you know, having septicemia and, you know, yes. losing 30 pounds, you know, and I was like, I am alive. 
Oh my God. This is interesting. Cause I have one of my questions I have for you is that I feel like you're one of the most positive people I know. And do you think that that's part of it? Thanks, Bridget. Um, well, you know, uh, I feel like, I mean, tr- the truth is for me, I'm so grateful that I've always had someone, something greater than myself to believe in. Mm. You know, I was that raised with a strong faith. Yeah. Love that. You know, and, 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 and I feel like having that foundation, I, I was just not a big worrier. Wow. I really don't worry. I mean, thank God. Yeah. I mean, you know, here and there, but I really, I have this saying that, that my husband and I say to each other and I'm anytime either one of us starts to get a little stressed out, I'm like, give it to God, give, give it, it to God. God, give it to and God. And it's like literally this weight that can come off of you. Huh. Give it so to God. I, I feel like that's a major part of, it allows you to be positive. It allows you to be free. I think it goes back to serving others. So Mm. it's getting outside of yourself. You know, um, I remember my father-in-law, he's an artist. And I remember him saying, you know, it's, it's good to have something that's outside of yourself Yeah, that, you know, you're creating or that you're giving or that you're, you know, because the burden's not all on you. You're not self-consumed all the time. I remember when I first moved back to the city, um, I think I was around 28 and I just, all of my friends had moved away. So I was kind of there by myself and I just joined New York Cares and I just would volunteer. I remember I would go to like feed the homeless people before going to work and I'd be, some of it was, um, some of it I had to, you know, I had to have my hair and makeup already done. So I'd show up and, you know, feeding the homeless and I'm like fully ready. And I'm like, but it really helped me just not focus on myself so much. It was such a blessing, such a blessing. I you, I did that. That's funny. I didn't know that you, I joined that organization too. So I know you're, t- yes, I know what you're talking about. I'll never forget an, um, an interaction I have. We also, you know, you would gather and they would hand out bags that you would go and they say, okay, you need to go to uh, Grand Central Station. You need to go to Penn Station, just places yeah. where, you know, homeless gathered. And I'll never forget having a bag and walking up to this woman. And you have to really be careful because, yep. well, number one, some people aren't homeless, you know, so you got to make a good judgment call. And number two, not everybody wants help like that. Yes. But I, I yes. saw this woman, I just felt like I could, you know, approach her and just ask her, you know if she would like this um, bag that had toothbrush and, you know, some food and things like that. Um, and she looked at me and she said, can I hug you? Mm. I said, of course. She said, listen, I'm not always homeless. She's like, I just can't find a job right now. And I really appreciate this. And I was like, whoa, you just made my, you know, just for somebody to have, to know that they had pride and they yes. wanted to say, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't choose to live like this. It's, you know, so it's, that's, that's what I'm talking about, about being available for other people. Cause yeah, when you feel like you have something inside of yourself to give, you should give it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it just made me think of like how often we homeless people must feel so dismissed when they're already going through such a hard time that when you can, you know, give them a bag or something and just make them feel like a human. I was, um, this is when I lived over in Nolita and this homeless guy lived, I think it was on Prince and I just became friends with him and I took him to lunch one day and, you know, we would just have conversations and, and he would tell me the same thing. Like I wasn't always homeless and, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, just listening to him, like being available. Like you said, I love that. Okay. We, so we talked about how you were really sick and that definitely affected how you felt about yourself. Do you feel like, would you say like your mother has, or had good self-confidence? Cause I feel like that definitely trickles down to us. Like now that I'm a mother of a daughter, what do you yeah. think about that? Well, and I think confidence shows up in different ways with people. Um, you know, my mom is a people pleaser and mm. I became a people pleaser. And yeah. it, it, and 
there's pros and cons to that. You know, the, the pros are that you want people to feel good. You know, you like to give back. But the cons is, you know, that you maybe count too much on what people think of you. Yes. So that can create insecurity. 100%. Which, you know? Yeah, uh, that would be called caretaking. Like my, yeah. That's yeah. called giving too much. But where I feel like my mom is confident is um, she always tried to, she was not intimidated to go to New York, to mm. go to Europe. She, you know, we traveled growing up because of, I think she, she was so curious, like, let's go. And yeah. I mean, to this day, she'll go to Europe. I don't know, every couple of years, they'll go over there and have a, have a vacation. She'll go and paint and she will rent cars. She rents car. I've never rented a car. I, I love this. I mean, I don't have the guts to rent a car. She rents a car and she drives all over Europe. She gets one in France and goes down to Italy. And I'm like, I, I still don't have the guts to do that. <laughs> she, your mom, Patty, like, is some, Patty, Patsy, Patsy. Patsy. She is something else. I mean, wow. She's a firecracker. She's amazing. She's, so that to me is confident. And, and, and when you're engaging with people, I think that takes confidence. It's a lot mm -hmm. easier to not engage, you know? I mean, no wonder why after you did that modeling job, you were like, hello, I need, I need a year because I need yeah. to go. She gave you the courage to try things. Yeah. I no feel doubt. like you're not scared to try things, you know, that's good. That's a great well, quality I, to pass down. I think probably where I had my biggest insecurity when I was young and probably a little too impressionable was I had this boyfriend once and, um, he was in the business too. And he said to me, if you had boobs, your body would be perfect. If you like, had big boobs, big boobs, like just, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, boobs, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, what? And, and this was in the, you know, mind you, it was the early nineties. Like you had Victoria's secret. You had Stephanie Seymour, mm -hmm. you know, you had these babes, you know? Yep. And, uh, so I got a boob job. Mm. And how old are you? And I was probably 18 and a half. I'd been oh doing it God. maybe nine months and I was and committed. I was like, body isn't even wow. Okay. Changing. Yep. But nonetheless, you know, I was influenced enough to do it. And I went off to Milan and Bridget, wouldn't you know it? The whole waif movement movement <laughs> came along. I was suddenly, thinking that. Moss. Yes. And I was like, what nice timing so um yep but fast forward you know four or five years I, I was like what am I doing what if 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 I had to change this much to be accepted in the industry or accepted at all I was like this is not this is not for me I'm yeah. sporty girl you know I'm just this is not my thing so I took him out Good for that you. was it and how'd you feel yeah Amazing. Back to me. <laughs> good. Like I felt like me again, you know? Yeah. 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 That's I'm such not, a good. I'm not saying anything against it though. P.S. I, I, no, of course. Listen, more power to whatever you want to do. Like that's not my, but for me personally. A hundred percent. And I think that's a good point to say, because I think if something makes you feel good do it, you know? Yeah. But it sounds like you didn't feel like yourself. So good for you for saying this doesn't feel like me. I'm going to take them out. It's a really good lesson too, for God, like 18 and a half is so young, like wait until your body develops to make any of those big decisions because there is so much filtering now and you know, the, I think the younger generation is definitely getting affected by that and wanting to make drastic changes to their face or their body. And they don't even really know what their face or body looks like yet. I mean, that's one of the morals of that story is like, don't make drastic decisions at such a young age. Give yeah. It time. Yep. Um, <laughs> do you ever feel like a responsibility as a model about the messages that we're sending out to young girls about the boxes they need to fit into? Um, 
Well, you know, I think I always gravitated. I don't know about you. You know, we probably had some different career paths, but I felt like I gravitated towards commercial work more because, you know, early on, they push you for high fashion, editorial, runway, you know, yeah, super young starting out. Right. And I just never felt like I fit in there. Yeah. But luckily there was this whole other world of commercial work. And I felt like I arrived home because these people, Aww. most of the people that I worked with were a little more grounded. I don't know how, how to say, and I just felt like they had families and it was just, I didn't feel pressured to be super skinny. I didn't feel pressured to, you know, Yep. it was just more of a, a normal, you know, you could be more, you could be more like yourself athletic and right. You know, yeah. do you agree about just yes. like that? that yeah. Path? I, I felt the same. I had a similar, um, like I had stepped away, you know, I was young and did all the Milan and editorial and then I stepped away and I actually became a personal trainer Yay. And I said to myself, cause I, I had a dance and gymnastics background. And I said, I was thinking about going back to New York. I was talking with Ford and I said to myself, Bridget, you make a commitment with yourself right now. If you go back, you are you, you are nobody else, no matter what anyone else says. And I just made that commitment to doing what my body was, you know, only modeling for those sort of things. Exactly. Yeah. There are enough pathways to find your niche. Yeah. And when you find your niche and you're not putting like a a square peg in a round hole, you know, you you find your niche. You're more successful and you're happier. I mean, they go hand in hand, you know, that's, and that's the way you want to live. You know, my dad always used to tell me, Allison, life is hard enough as it is. Choose something that comes naturally to you, you know? Yeah look for your talents, look for, you know, how God made you. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that was some good advice, you know? And, and that's, I mean, we're talking about the modeling world a lot, but I think so many women and girls try to push themselves or their bodies into some sort of box that it doesn't want to be in, you know? So this is something I've thought about a lot and whether it's on social media or advertising catalogs, people are taking these maybe size four models with great skin and retouching and making them look even better. What do you think about that? So you're saying, for example, if you have dark circles or some zits, they shouldn't retouch that or to what degree? I think when it goes too far. Yeah, that's wrong. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that's a surefire way to create insecurities in young girls. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous, you know, and I feel like that is one of the beautiful things, what you were saying about how the industry has grown is that there's more acceptance mm-hmm. of different body types of different height, you know, heights, weights, ethnicities. Yes. Thank God, you know, our world Thank God. is becoming more blended. And yep. so this is, this is one of the most beautiful things that has come out of, you know, and I evolution. think more advertisers are starting to show more of the raw footage. Like, listen, it's nice to have nice lighting, you know, do your makeup, but when they're taking it too far, I think it can be damaging for, I agree. especially our younger generation, you know, I agree. Going back to the aging a little bit, do you feel as women, our beauty or sexiness kind of gets dismissed as we get older? Or do you think that's starting to change too? Well, I think it depends on how, no, I mean, you know, the the fact is that I've heard from plenty of women feeling like as they get older, they don't get looked at as as much as they used to or Mm -hmm. noticed or um, more dismissed, you know, in society. But I think it's also in my opinion, how you try, cause we're all growing older. You know, I say nobody's growing younger, so we're yep. all getting older. Yeah. So how do you embrace aging as, yeah. as an individual? Do you fight it? So if you fight it, that's going to be a tough ride, you know? Yep. But if, 
you try to embrace it, I feel like you don't need validation as much on the mm. outside. Yes. You know, I, I bumped into a 70 year old neighbor here walking with her little new puppy yesterday and she is beautiful. Be- mm. I mean, just gore and, and she's just glowing. And it's because of the way she talks with you, the way she's engaged, the way she's confident, the way, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like you can embrace, you can choose to try to embrace aging too. It's so cool because of what you just said. And you, I feel like you've said things like this throughout our conversation. It's being present. It's engaging. It's being alive. I feel like that's what you kind of keep saying. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And that's sexy. I just, I always think of being at a dinner table and that one person that's just alive and no matter how old they are, what they look like, they are sexy and they are beautiful and they're alive. Funny you say the dinner table, because I thought about that yesterday about um, what makes somebody um, like magnetic. What, yes. you know, when you just see that person with that, je ne sais quoi, like what is yes. it about them, you know? Yes. But I think for me, often it's that, you know, it's just, it's being there and not hidden or, you know, behind yourself. And the more I think, it's being present, mm. being there, being available, being that authentic, attractive. That's attractive. Yep. That's, you know, hundred percent. Right? What are some things that make you feel beautiful and sexy? You know what? I love like a good sweat, a good run, a good yoga, take a shower. And then you're like, okay, Ugh. world, let's do this. Let's do this thing. You know, All right, it's like girlfriend. a setup. <laughs> yeah, it is a setup to make you feel amazing. So I'm going to ask you a few fun questions and just answer them. Whatever comes to your mind. Okay. First one is you have an outer beauty secret that you've used since you were younger that you think has made a big difference today. Yeah. SPF like sunscreen. Okay. Sunscreen. My, my sister, when I was 14 years old, I was laying out by, by the pool and I was baking in like baby oil and she came out crying. <laughs> She's 10 years old. She came out crying saying, you're going to get skin cancer. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? But it registered. Yeah. So I've been using sunscreen ever since. And I think it made major difference. Okay. So major. every single day? No, I mean, mostly from neck up, but if. If I'm out in the sun, you know, and it's summertime in Texas or whatever, Mm -hmm. Miami, where, you know, but yeah, a little something here from neck, at least neck up this area. Mm -hmm. What's one piece of advice you got from your mother or your grandmother? It can be inner or outer beauty that still stands the test of time. Gosh, well. I tell you what, my grandmother um, was such a lady. She, she, um, she always had her hair done. She always, she, she, when she would walk around her house. She had little house slippers with Aww. fur on it and heels. And um, stop fur and heels. Never, oh yeah, you know, just that love her southern lady. And but and one of the most beautiful things she would do, she would when she ate dinner or lunch. She would always leave just a little bite on her plate because a lady doesn't finish her plate. She just leave one little bite. So I remember just these little lady things. Like I try to, you know, remember how she was not always that way, but (laughs) that's so cute. I want to wear slippers with heels and fur around my house now. Favorite inner beauty ritual. I'm going to have to say meditating. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would like to do it 20 minutes twice a day, but definitely 20 minutes in the morning is a, is a great way to set yourself. Tell us your routine then with that. Cause I'm always so fascinated how people do it every day. Cause I, that's yeah. still, still on my list. Yeah. Well, I think, I feel like it's better whenever you have your own space, you know, mm-hmm. you have, when nobody's in that room. Um, and so for me, like if I'm on the road working after I shower and I'm dressed right before I'll give 20 minutes before I walk out the door Love that. and I sit there and I meditate for 20 minutes 
and then I'm, I'm starting my day. So that's kind of the cadence of it, you know. What are some traits you think that can make a person ugly? Ooh, being judgmental. Judgmental is not one of my, I, 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 that's a tough one. It's, and I know that we all, it's one thing to be discerning. I believe in being discerning. Hundred percent. Judgmental, judgmental. That's that's a tough one for me. I don't think that's very attractive. I agree. And the different learning the difference between being discerning and judgmental is it's a good thing to educate yourself in. Okay, where do you think confidence comes from? Gosh, uh, probably multiple places. You know, I think uh, what you were told when you were growing up. You know. Mm that if you're capable of, you know, or, and also kind of the way the world receives you where, you know, how, how people respond to you. And I think a a big part of that is how you treat people. You know, you're going to get back what you give out. That's just the laws of attraction, you know? Yep. So I think you're going to get back what you give out. It's so true. Final question. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self one thing about, it could be about confidence, self-love, beauty, anything we've talked about today, what would you tell her? Gosh. Um, if I just kind of reflect back from, from when I started this career till now, probably to um, not do other people's job, like just do your part, contribute Mm. your part, but don't fill in the gaps for other people, you know? Yeah. I think I've probably worked a little too hard, you know, meaning in relationships or things like that kind of compensate, don't compensate for other people. I love that. Whether it's you're in a romantic relationship, a friendship, your career. I totally agree. That's something I have worked on and I'm still working on. Well, and I think that the more you learn what discerning is, I think that you can learn your boundaries better. You know, Mm -hmm. it's about creating those boundaries, which, you know, I think also when you don't overcompensate, things happen more authentically. Like the people are going to show up or they're not going to show up. Right. Would you agree? Right. I love, yeah. you're right. I love that because it's also leaving that gap, that space. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to fill the space. That's a push. Right. I'm a big, like, don't push. If you're pushing, it's not, something's not working or there's a reason why there's a reason why you're pushing, you know? I'm still trying to learn that. Yeah, (laughs) we all are. Right. Um, Before we finish, I actually want to ask you, do you have any modeling tips for any girls that are starting in the industry? If you could shoot off a couple quickly, what would you tell them? That's a good one. I'd say probably put your phone down. Whenever your, you're in a makeup your damn chair, phone down. Yeah. put your dang phone down, will you? Put your phone down when you're in the makeup chair, engage with the artist. Yes. The more you engage, the more they're going to, you know, make you, make you nice, you know? And you're also, you talk about good conversations, what you said yes. earlier, you know, just, and then when you're on set, engage, be, yeah. stay present, you know, talk with people, be curious, you know? You don't have to just go through them. Don't ask, don't ask how many more shots do I have? Oh boy. Yeah, do not oh ask that. Don't ask that. Yep. Hey, listen, you're getting paid for the day, you know, and it's a yeah. pretty good payday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. So being yeah. present, I love your, you have a theme here of being present. Okay. It's great. I mean, we all are striving for that all the time. Okay, tell the listeners where they can find you. If they want more of Allison Walton, they can go to. Well, besides giving my address, um, <laughs> I, I was... we need your phone number. <laughs> Bleep. Uh, no, uh, my uh, my Instagram handle is at al walton thirty, and then I'm Facebook. But you know, and I, I, also my agency. Yeah, I was going to say my yes. agency. Um, I have a few 
agencies, but my, my mother agent is iconic models. Yeah. Love model work Patty. I know it. So thank you so much for being here today. I love chatting with you and I just feel like if we can help one person, then we did a good job today. Look at me. I'm going to cry. Now. <laughs> God bless my beautiful Mwah. angel. Look, the screen just got whiter <laughs> on you. Sweet, sweet, beautiful person you are, Bridget. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for having me. Show it off every curve, every part, yeah. Because I'm strong and I love the skin I'm in. Every shape, every Thank you for joining another Beyond Beauty Project conversation. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. Don't forget to check out our website at www.beyondbeautyproject.com where you can find all of our socials. And don't be shy. Bridget wants to hear from you. So feel free to send a DM or an email to let us know your thoughts and what you'd like to hear about next. See you beauties on the next Beyond Beauty Project. Catch us next Wednesday. This podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own healthcare provider promptly. For urgent medical needs, please contact your healthcare provider or call 911 immediately.